0: All right. How's everybody doing? Woohoo. Good. Good. We got some visitors today. Nice to see you. Although I feel like I've seen you two before. And I think I know where, but I won't say it out loud because I might be wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Several weeks ago, we started talking about, uh, well, I said that, you know, the Lord was going to. I felt like the Lord was going to kind of shift uh, the season we were in, the direction we were going as a people, as a group, and um, I I told you guys that I was going to spend these next several weeks like really, really seeking the Lord for that direction and that revelation or whatever it may be, and just kind of, uh, you know, we can go through the Bible, I, I can go from Genesis to Revelation, we can go line by line, we can talk about it till the cows come home, it's awesome. It's like my favorite thing on earth. I think about it 24-7. But there's more to this life with the Lord than just studying the Scripture. Studying the Scripture becomes a routine, uh, lifeless event if you don't put it into motion and learn to live by it. It's a map to live by. You know what I mean? And so I said that we were going to spend these next several weeks, and uh, the Lord had inspired me to share these videos that we've been sharing. We've, We've shared a couple of them so far. On, um, it's called "The Blessed Life" by Robert Morris. is a guy who teaches heavily on generosity and giving, and um, kind of a uh, just teachings all around the ideas of tithing and things and uh, generosity. and And um, we've showed a couple of them, and we're going to show some more um, here and there. But um, and we're going to come back and talk about those and maybe later. But I just wanted to share with you all that the. The Lord is going to do something very special. And the timing of showing these videos, it's not, as I told you in the beginning, it's not, um, it's not just a weird video series to watch to buy me some time to go um, seek the Lord for new direction and fresh revelation for this group and what's going to happen next. It's, it's a very important thing to grab a halt to because um, we all are prone... To slipping into some form of bondage. I mean, it's just human nature 101. Everybody slips into bondage when they're not uh, really focused on the Lord and really walking. And honestly, money is the easiest, most common. It's always been the problem. It's the first problem we ran into in Genesis with Cain and Abel. Um, it wasn't murder, it was a giving problem. Um, and it made uh, Cain mad, and yada, yada. You know, you've heard the story. but. So this, this bondage around these things, it's important to just address it, to go forward and teach. I hate talking about this stuff. I hate teaching on this stuff. I'm not even good at teaching that kind of stuff. That's why I'm showing videos for the first time ever. Um, but it's a really important step in your progression with the Lord because here's the thing is, is God loves everybody. There's, there's no one on this earth that God doesn't love. In fact, Jesus says in John at One time he says, I didn't even come to judge the world. I just came to save it. Those are literally his words. Like, I didn't come to kill everybody. I came to save everybody. He literally loves everybody. But simultaneously, constantly, was trying to lead them into freedom. Lead them out of bondage and oppression of different things, religious systems, and this and that's, and money, and all that stuff. And so this fundamental stuff it doesn't seem like this is the the path into this fresh spiritual revelation that we spoke of this this new you know direction for the body of Christ to go in but it, it doesn't seem like that would be part of it however i'm going to be honest with you i've never seen people skip the fundamentals and actually live in the deep end of the living waters that's just my take on it i you know for what it's worth i've studied humans and human life for 23 years now in the lord um I've seen some people who seem to have natural giftings to connect with the Lord spiritually. But I've never, and I've seen some of them not practice some of the fundamental moral principles that that Jesus so clearly taught, and so clearly is written all throughout the Word. The Bible I'm recording this, it's okay. That's what he's doing. Um, So clearly taught, just it's the fundamentals of walking with Jesus. It's there. It's, you cannot skip it. Jesus didn't start His, um, his uh, human um, time of, uh, of, of witnessing to the world. He didn't start His um, ministry with um, John 14, 15, and 16. This, this magic recipe for living in like, this whole other reality with the Lord. He didn't start there. He ended there. He started with the Sermon on the Mount. He started with getting your heart right in some fundamental practices and walks and things. And like, let's just address... The elephant in the room let's okay so we're not going to judge we're not going to kill we're not going to steal we're not going to we're going to hunger and thirst for better things if you will And, and he started this journey with these fundamental things so these videos are not just a weird waste of time or a weird attempt at raising money we have enough money to do what we're doing it's it's an attempt to lead people into either a you already um understand generosity and giving and you just need a fresh inspiration for what you're doing, or B, you don't understand it on any level. And openly, hoping, hopefully, this opens your mind and your heart to maybe go back and take a better look, a deeper look, or challenge yourself of, of Have I just made assumptions? Have I heard what I wanted to hear somewhere and decided that was what I wanted to hear and that was enough? Because I've been um, in the Lord for a long time and I've watched people for a long, long time, and I have never seen anyone beat this system, not long term. See, that's the funny thing about life. Every action, there's a, there's a reaction or a consequence, good or bad. The hard part is, is almost none of the actions or consequences, the reactions or consequences, none of them are instant enough for people to connect the dots sometimes. Everything is spread out enough so you have to live by faith in what God has said, and then with enough time, it all kind of lines up. Nothing is so instantaneous that people can figure it out quickly. You have to live by the word of God. Amen. And so this, this body of people here in Day Spring, you know, a lot of people traveling today, um, God be with them, minister to them somewhere. But we've been on this journey of fellowshipping. We believe that this. That, um, that a new covenant, this early church new covenant, that fellowship was one of the earliest things that was birthed out of the new covenant. That in Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit um, flooded the earth, it just flooded the earth and it poured out on people. And all of a sudden it went from a couple prophets on earth can hear him to everyone is just anyone who was there and, and was, you know, not everyone. There were some people there who just, they said, oh, they're drunk. They didn't get it. Obviously their hearts weren't there to receive that Holy Spirit. But the people who were, they got that Holy Spirit and they and they just began to change literally everything. And it just it began to just cover the earth in this new covenant. But in that same chapter what was noted and what changed was that they just they went from house to house and they just went every single day having prayer meetings and they were discussing the apostles' doctrine so they could live by them and they were having these prayer sessions and they were breaking bread and, and taking communion and they said that they were going from house to house and they lived with gladness and simplicity of heart. Or better translated, they lived with a wild joy and a singular focus of that one thing. That's not a moment. That's a lifestyle. And that's the lifestyle that we here have, uh, have believed for, pushed for. We eat together twice a week, but not this week because we can't do it this week. But we eat together twice a week, not because it's a weird religious act. It's because that's what you do when you have a family that loves each other. You do things together. You live life together. You, you bear each other's burdens. You help each other move furniture and deal with problems and you, and you work things out. And we believed in this thing and we pushed for this thing. And when I say that we're going to enter into a, a new season and God's going to give us a fresh revelation for fresh direction, I, I want to be abundantly clear that it's not going to be in lieu of this new covenant fellowship that we believed would be change the world it's going to change the world as we said because people need to see love yeah. you can hear that there's a king named jesus to so the cows come home but until you can see love until you see him in people most people don't get it and so where we're going to be this fellowship of love and compassion and be a family of people who bonded together and work together and live together not not literally in one house but you know and figuratively live together and that it was going to change the world around us, to whatever degree God would allow it. But we were going to do our part. And this new direction is not going to change that. It's going to stack on top of that. This new direction—I'm I'm starting. It's starting to get clearer and clearer from the Lord what it's going to look like to me. And I just wanted to just encourage everybody that it's coming. And it's going to be awesome. And it's not going to be stacked on top of our duties. It's going to be an empowerment to finish, to complete this lifestyle of fellowship that God has started in our hearts. Amen? And that in Ezekiel 47, um, the prophet Ezekiel, he saw lots of visions, but he was seeing one then and um, he saw this vision of this new temple coming, this new era temple was going to come, and that there was going to be this um, trickle of water that flowed out of the south side from under the altar, and it would um, flow out, and it would be, and Ezekiel was told to go get in that river that was coming out, and it was just a trickle in the beginning, and in the beginning it's up to his ankles, and then he's told to go out like a hundred cubits or something like that. and. And, and then you go in it again and it's up to his knees and then he goes out another hundred and it's up to his waist and then it goes out another hundred and it's up to his head and then it's over his head and can't touch It's just you have to swim at that point it's so deep and that's the river of life that's it's described and there's the fish of the the great seas flowing through it and the trees of life that we also see in all the visions of heaven and there's there's um uh, leaves for medicine and fruit for food for the nations and and it's just it's this beautiful picture of this river of life that flows out of this new temple, this new altar, this new covenant temple that we all get to become. We get to become this place where this river of life can flow out of. And I just want to be abundantly or, or honest with you. What God is going to take us into is a journey into the difference. Between hopefully splashing in a trickle of water that covers your ankles to real quickly get into where you only can swim, and I want to be honest with you, I I um I have been there before, and it cost you everything. So if these sermons, these videos, I don't know if we'll get to it today. I got a lot stirred up in my heart. But if we, we watch these videos on tithe and you, we if it's offending you or bothering you, we need to talk. Because where we're going next costs you a lot more than 10%. A lot more. It's going to cost you everything. And, and, one, and one thing I learned, I went through this season of life where um, I... I, I, I I I went from being a Christian who who knew God was real for many years. And for all those years, I could hear him just crystal clear. Like from the day I got saved, I could hear God crystal clear. We had just a real natural ability to hear God. And and because of that, he helped me learn to navigate the Bible really quickly and piece it all together without even a concordance. I didn't know what that was because no one told me. Thanks for that. And it was really fun. And I knew that God was real because He talked to me and He told me things that only God would know. And they always worked out. And He's really, really good at this. And then every now and then I would encounter Him in His presence. And I got to where I figured out this, I figured out a consistent pattern of how to encounter Him in His presence. And it was awesome. And you start to live your life around, you figure out where He's going to be and how you're going to be there too. And it's amazing. And then about, I don't know, I'm not going to years, 15, we'll say 15 years into that journey, God brought me into an understanding of what Jesus meant in John 14. When he opens up, he says, this is a big one, y'all. He says, in my father's house, there were many dwelling places and I go to prepare a place for you. Now, I didn't really want to teach on that too much today, but I, I just want to be honest with you. The difference between knowing God is real and encountering His presence is huge. And the difference between those living that life and becoming a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit is a light year leap away from that. That is so drastically different from encountering His presence to becoming the home of His presence is such a different experience that I don't even know that I've ever heard anybody really expound on it, any teach on it because I don't know that many people ever get to experience it. And I got to experience it for several many years and and here's what I've learned in the journey. It cost everything to get to experience it, but it wasn't a one-time payment. It's a continual payment of everything because it doesn't necessarily stay that great unless you keep making the payment of everything. Amen? I know some of that might not make total sense right now, but it will one day. When you are the dwelling place that Jesus spoke of in John fourteen, John fourteen he says you will, there are there are many dwelling places, and then and down about seven that's verse two and fourteen. About seventeen, He talks about this spirit of truth, this Holy Spirit, this paracletus is the, is the actual translation that's always used. This, this paracletus of the Holy Spirit, it parallels everything Jesus is doing in the throne room onto the earth with us. When you become a dwelling, it says then He will dwell with you. When you become the dwelling place for that, it will feel, this is how you'll know you're there, it will feel like something other than you is in you. And that might not sound that different, but something in you that's not you is drastically different than you encountering something in a room. Amen? I hope that excites you. Because if you're not excited about it, you probably won't pay the price to get there. I can tell you what it's going to, uh, for me, when I spent some years in that place, the world was really weird to me. When, uh, when you are the home, the room, the dwelling place for a Holy Spirit from God, when He starts to live in you. And I'm not trying to take away from anybody. I don't preach that, um, that if you don't have all the goods, you're not going to heaven. You know, I, you know, for our visitors. I don't preach that. I don't preach like this is all about not going to hell and going to heaven. I, sure, everybody should want to go to heaven. If you're sitting here, you're probably way past that notion. Everybody should go to, want to go to heaven. Nobody should want to go to hell. This is like, this is like the discrepancy. What the? Uh, I'm sorry, the what seems to be discrepancies in the scriptures where it says it kind of seems like anyone who believes in Jesus can be saved and not perish, but then there's these other very poignant scriptures from Jesus where it's like not many people are going to find this tiny gate. Right? There's this narrow path over here that not many people are even going to find it. But for those that do. For those that do. They wrote them down in history because they didn't care what it cost them to be the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit on this earth. And they just did whatever He said to do and they changed the world. Amen? Yeah. That's just my opening statement for this video. Sorry. (laughs) It's really good, and it's really fun. And, and and I'll be honest with you, it's not a total mystery how you get there. It's all written out in Scripture. You just got to piece it together. Like it's actually written pretty close together. It's not even that hard. It's John 14, 15, and 16 if you want to read ahead. but Piece all that together and let your heart dream. And then as you're reading John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, closing prayer, when you read that, don't overlook the fact that the most mind-blowing statements, promises, invitations from our King Jesus to be the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, to have to live in a place with Him in you, manifesting out of you, that three times He says, in every desire in your heart you shall have. We've all lived the life, don't, be, don't lie, you've all lived a life where every desire you have, you didn't get because God didn't want you to have it, right? Yeah, we've all been there. But when that thing's inside of you and the world is weird and just makes no sense and distant from you, your desires are coming from Him. And all of a sudden, your desires can be given to you. You you have this desire to be this conduit of this thing inside of you. And you pray it and it happens. And it is just this magical, magical place. And it's worth the price that it costs, I promise you. But I don't want to lie to you, it's not easy to give up everything. Amen? What time? I don't know what time it is. What time is it? What time is it, somebody? Two oh, and a half to go Eleven. We got plenty of time. Oh yeah. All right. Alright. Showing these videos is really painful for me. I don't like showing videos during preaching time. But I know that these are important lessons to learn. And I know that um I know that in my journey with the Lord, I didn't just wake up one day and decide I was going to be a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. I lived a life where this stuff, all this stuff, it was all in motion. Whether I understood why I gave so much money or not, it's irrelevant. God put it in my heart and I did it and I was happy about it. God blessed me and He trusted me and in my whole life, He's just poured out more and more responsibility and blessings. Because He can trust me with what He's given me so far. And I can be honest with you, there's no beating this system. There's no beating the system. So you can not like it, but there's no beating it. Amen? All right. It was a little intense for a video on tithing, I'm sorry, but we're going to show it. Amen? Amen? All right. Is TV still on? I talked so long TV went off. I apologize. All right, after this video, we'll talk a little bit about these concepts and then we'll move on with our day. Amen.
1: Well, I want to say welcome to all the campuses and I want to say welcome to the churches that are joining us by simulcast. We welcome every weekend, uh, Gateway, but I'd like to just welcome again. Could you welcome uh, 38 churches that are joining us by simulcast right now? So we're very grateful. And I want you to turn your Bibles to one passage of Scripture. We'll go through some others, but we'll just look at one. Exodus 13, we'll just go to one. Uh, Exodus chapter 13. And uh, as you're getting to Exodus 13, let me just say this. This is, in my opinion, the most important message in the series. We're in the series called The Blessed Life. And this is probably the most important message in the series. The title of this message is The Principle of First. The Principle of First. I want to make this thing. If God is first.
0: Hey guys, I didn't see any reason in recording the audio clip of the YouTube video we were playing. But it's uh, Robert Morris's The Blessed Life series. It was the third video in the series, which is titled um, The First Fruits. I believe Um, if you want to look that up, I can also share a link for that later. But after the video, we just had some testimonies about how um, these concepts have affected people's lives positively. And it was very good, very powerful. I hope to see you next week. Thanks.